Hello and welcome back to Benevolent Vibes. It's me, your host, Donnie Podcast, back at it again with another episode, which I hope will bring you the empowerment and another helpful tool to help improve your energetic vibrations, your spiritual vibrations, in such a way that it can really help you to improve your reality starting from within. In this episode, the subject I want to cover is what is referred to by many experts as the divine blessing. And this is a concept that what you've set out to do is not simply something that you just want to do and that you're just on your own accord making some random decision, but rather there is a purpose behind it, deeper than any mortal thing that you could have come up with. It's not a coincidence that you just happen to want to do this. It's more that the whole reason why you have the desire to do what it is that you set out to do is because it is intended and destined by the powers above, whatever you believe that is. So if you believe it's God, or if you have multiple gods, or if you're an atheist and you think it's just the universe, either way, that entity or those entities are not only approving of your goals, but they are responsible for why you even have that goal and they will guarantee and ensure that nothing gets in your way. So just like in other episodes where I've given you some foundational things and then even some more direct tools toward vibrating at the right level to attract what it is that you want in your reality. Like I said in those meditations and all that, it's not that you're just imagining this or you're playing pretend that this or that's happening. You have to really feel it and really vibrate on that level. In other words, you have to feel the sensations, hear the sounds, every sort of sense that's involved, you have to experience it. And the emotions, the emotions attached to it, basically fully immerse yourself in those visualizations and basically literally be living that reality because if you immerse yourself deeply enough in these visualizations to the point that for at least a moment you can't really tell the difference between something that's going on mentally or that you're really living just like a vivid dream you don't know that you're in a dream sometimes Well, if you imagine it to that extent, you envision it, you meditate on it that deeply and and experience it that vividly, then your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between that and what you're deliberately envisioning. And therefore, since as far as your own mind knows, you are literally living that situation, then you are vibrating at exactly the right frequency to attract these things into your life. So in this concept is not just you pretending that, you know, God is over there nodding his head and saying, yeah, I approve of your mission. In this concept of this divine blessing, you have to truly know with full confidence that God is not only behind you every step of the way, but also 
blocking things from preventing you from achieving that goal and even putting things in place to help you achieve that goal. He is guaranteeing that goal. And like I said, that's just from the God standpoint. If, if you don't really resonate with the concept of God and, and you prefer something else, then same thing, only whatever entity you prefer. Now that can be challenging because, of course, if there's something you really want, then you hope that you're going to get it, and you would love to know that God is guaranteeing that this will happen. So, it will take a lot of soul-searching, and an open mind, and a skeptical mind, because you can't just, you know, walk out there and be like, well, I want God to be backing me 100% away for this goal, so surely he must be. Uh, you have to know, just like it's a fact, just like if you look at something on the wall, you know for sure what color it is, or at least what color it per is perceived to be by you. That can be more difficult for certain people. Good news is there's lots of resources out there you can use to kind of verify to help you be confident that there is this divine purpose this divine protection this blessing that will usher you into this new reality no matter what and as most of you would know if you've listened to all of my episodes so far in this new podcast this uh, Benevolent Vibes podcast is only about two months old at the time of this recording. So there really haven't been many episodes. I've published one a week so far. And I intend to keep that pace up as best as I can. But since the beginning, if you've listened to my podcast, you know that in order to improve my own financial situation... I've set out on the goal. I don't have the financial resources to just go to college. I don't have scholarships. I don't have daddy's money. So what I have to do or what I decided was the best idea was to just study before and after work every day on certifications to get into the IT field. Um, and that's just my decision because I feel like that would be a good career to have. It would give me some financial ability to like afford a normal life and even if it weren't say something that I'm truly happy doing let's say it turns out to be something that isn't as good as I'm hoping it would be or whatnot I would love to for example this podcast grow it to the point that I can live off it or whatever so at least with that I would have the ability to invest in something that I just do for fun. That if it became a career, it'd be like a dream life, you know? And the reason why I tell you all that is because I have some big plans for this career change and where I want to live and how I want to be living and what I want to do once I reach that level and the things I want to do beyond that to achieve bigger goals 
and I looked at the resources that I was using to study and I read a lot about other people saying that they were blindsided by the tests, the certification tests, and that whenever they went up for the test, they either failed it once or twice before they passed it, or they they passed it, but they couldn't believe that they passed it because it was so difficult that if the test would have told them that they only got 25% of the questions right, they would have believed it. And that, that whatever study materials they had didn't prepare them for it. So from what I've gathered, the questions for this, it was Network Plus certification. There's not a standard form or a textbook or whatever like in college where if you really, really study and you know the whole textbook, there's no way you're going to fail it because every question possible you already knew the answer to because you knew the contents of that book backwards and forwards. In these uh, IT certification tests, it's more based on reality and troubleshooting real-world network problems. And therefore, you might know the contents of your study material 100%. But that doesn't necessarily mean that those questions will be derived from any of those concepts covered. It might be something from a whole another concept that you never even heard of. And so when I was about to enter the test that morning, I had a lot of doubt about whether or not the material I was studying was, conf was uh, something I could be confident in. And I knew about this divine blessing concept. So I wanted to think that, yeah, this isn't a mistake. This is exactly what I should be doing. It might seem like there's a lot of reasons to believe that you're not prepared for the test. But, you know, God is behind you. So I ask myself, how can I know? How can I feel confident that I do have this divine blessing? And the night before that test... I know I'm kind of going out of order on the timeline here, but let me let me go back. The morning of the day before the test, I went into Starbucks to get some coffee, which I rarely do. I make my own coffee usually, but that day there was something different where for whatever reason, I couldn't make my own coffee and I ended up in Starbucks. Well, it's been maybe like four months since I've been to Starbucks. So that was a rare occasion that I go in there. And as I'm going in there, there's a very pretty girl who is about my age, maybe a little bit younger, who's trying to get in. So I hold the door for her. I remember thinking, wow. She's pretty. And I'm not the kind of guy to just like randomly hit on people or whatever. So I'm just getting my coffee and, and getting out. Well, once my coffee was ready, some old lady got in front of it and started chatting with some lady. So I assumed that wasn't my coffee, it was hers. 
And after she basically holds me back like five minutes, just wasting time when I'm trying to get to work, she eventually leaves. And so I asked the lady, hey, is this this order? And she says, yes. And so I just kind of shook my head and got my coffee and went to work after being held back several minutes by some old lady who thought that the whole world revolved around her, apparently. But because of that delay, on the way out, that same pretty girl that I wanted to talk to was also leaving, so I held the door for her again. Again, I didn't really say anything to her, but I still was thinking that she's pretty good looking and she seems like a nice girl and it'd be good to get to know her. Then she gets in this white pickup truck and I remember her talking about uh, how she's going off to Arkansas. And so I was thinking, she seems like a pretty cool person. Anyways, I go to work that day, come back, and when I get back, one of my housemates tells me, oh, we agreed to watch somebody's dog. And I was kind of in a panic because I was like, no, how are we doing this tonight when tomorrow morning I have to get up an hour earlier than I normally do, which is already pretty early, so that I can drive to this testing site and take this exam where they take your picture and scan your palm and you need two forms of ID and all this stuff and they take everything out of your pockets and lock it up before you go into the testing room. <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't worry, the dog won't bark or whatever. And that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid the dog would be doing something or the people interacting with the dog would, would be keeping me up when I'm trying to sleep and get ready for this test because I know from experience that all it takes is a bad night of sleep or any sort of other mental issues such as like you know get a little buzz the night before from like drinking or something and then in the morning even though you feel okay you sit down for the test and you draw a blank because your brain isn't working at 100% capacity or whatever so I was like thinking of oh my gosh I'm not I studied every day for four months and then for the last month I studied so hard that I didn't even go out and do any workouts now this dog's going to be there. How am I going to pass this test? Well, that evening, the dog is dropped off by guess who? That same girl that I was hoping I'd get to talk to. And the dog was perfectly well-behaved. It was the most well-behaved dog I've ever interacted with in my life. He didn't disturb my sleep one bit. And then I, on the morning of the test, realized like, wow, what are the odds that the same girl that I wanted to talk to is also the one who's coming from an entirely different city who happens to be dropping her dog off at the place where I'm currently renting. And it was a wonderful dog too, and I love dogs. So, to me, whenever I ask the question, like, hey, like, I, I want to believe that God is behind me and, and helping me every step of the way with this, just like the divine blessing concept demands that you do, but how can I be confident that that's the case? How do I know I'm not just being selfish and maybe a little bit delusional 
and uh, wishful thinking like, hey, yeah, because I really want to do this and I heard of this concept, then maybe God is helping me or something. Well, to me, the incredibly unlikely coincidence that that same girl was going to be dropping off this amazing dog who was just perfect, like no disturbance to my sleep at all. He was very obedient. It was actually a great thing. I loved watching that dog for that weekend because he was awesome. But just, you know, that beautiful coincidence was enough for me to decide, like, you know what? That is so incredibly unlikely that this is the sign. That's the answer to my question. God is telling me, yeah, I'm behind you. As a matter of fact, here's a dog so that once you pass your test, you can celebrate by taking him for walks and just having some fun or whatever. And you'll even get to start a conversation with that girl. And so I go into the test. I know that my test material is just test material curated by somebody who believes that the content he's preparing you for would be on the test. But I also know that several people on various different sources claim that some of the content of their their courses and they've taken multiple courses before they took their test wasn't even on the test and i even saw like a headline on an article or a youtube video anyways a title of a youtube video stating that 70 percent of people fail the same certification test on their first attempt. I did not watch that video because I didn't want to think of how miserable my odds were of passing the test. But I had what I needed to believe that this divine blessing was in place. And so I had confidence that regardless of the odds, regardless of how ill-prepared I might be, as per all these other sources that I've been reading about, reading from about this certification test, I believe that it didn't matter. It was gonna happen anyway. And so what happened? I sat down at the test and the first like seven questions were these, what they call performance-based questions, which are very complicated, weird-looking things that there the instructions actually weren't very specific either I, I read the instructions and it was very vague like make these computers talk to the internet but it doesn't tell you what every button or thing means or how to really operate it to make it do that it could have been more specific like configure these computers so that their IP addresses talk to this particular router and configure this router so that its IP address agrees with the next hop router on the internet or something like that. But it wasn't like that. The most of the performance based questions had very vague prompts and you just kind of had to assume what they were asking. And so even if you knew what you were doing, 
if you misinterpreted what the question was telling you to do, you would have missed a very heavily weighted question. And I wasn't prepared for that. I was prepared for multiple choice questions and some very simplistic performance-based questions. And so I kind of thought, oh no, this whole test is a bunch of these things. So I went next question, next question, next question for like seven questions till I finally started seeing some multiple choice. And then I ran all the way to the end, did all the multiple choice, only had like 10 minutes left, but there was no way to jump back to the beginning. You had to skip back one question at a time and the browser was slow on this computer. So every time I stepped back a question and I had 75 questions, uh, it burnt about a second of time getting there. So I, I spent more than a minute just going back to the performance-based questions. And then I answered whatever performance-based questions I could to the best of my ability. Well, between the multiple choice questions seeming to have more than one correct answer, and I know that for a fact, some of these questions I know for certain two of the answers could have still been used in a real-life situation to answer the same question correctly, such as different type of command prompt tools that you could have used to resolve the issue. In some cases, there were, there were in fact, more than one correct answer. And uh, what's a best answer, some of that depends on what exactly you mean by that because is it about speed efficiency or is it more about getting more information more detailed information so there was no clear-cut defined way to tell you what quote-unquote the best answer was either so just like some of those people described it in these uh, reviews of the test some of these like I basically I felt like wow I'm doing pretty miserably on this test, and I would not be surprised, just like one of those reviews stated, I would not be surprised if the test came back, the results told me that I only passed 50% of the questions and that I failed, and better luck next time. But I still kept in my mind the entire time I was taking that test. It is no coincidence that that girl happened to be the same one that had the dog that we were watching. It's no coincidence that that dog was just a good friend to have. He was amazing. It was great watching him. I had the, some of the, the best days of my recent life just uh, walking that dog, playing, playing with the dog, and just being his friend for a couple days. There's, how unlikely is that? So to me, I was confident that that was the sign from God that, yep, this thing that you're setting out to do, I'm going to help you do it. You have my blessing. And so I get the result of the test back. And I did, in fact, pass and become certified. And then, of course, just like I was saying, maybe the reason why that girl was the same one that brought the dog and the reason why that dog is so awesome and the reason why he didn't disturb my sleep at all is because part of this whole blessing thing isn't like just a sign from God saying like oh yeah well here because you like these things I'm bringing them to you it's more like he's setting up 
the whole idea of like really celebrating, kind of like enjoying the fact that I passed the test. It was the start of my weekend. And since the dog was already there, then as soon as I got home, I'd be able to like take him for walks or play fetch or whatever it is. And then eventually I was going to meet the owner and talk to her and be like, hey, how's it going? And sure enough, all those things happened. Passed the test, got certified, got to enjoy the weekend with like no stress, just kind of enjoying my time. And the point of that hopefully interesting story, hopefully you found it interesting, is that for some people, they already have all the proof in the world somehow everything they need to fully believe in this blessing. For me, I sought the answer. I wanted to believe that it was there. But you, you can't just blindly believe something is there without... You have to like know. You have to know beyond any shadow of any doubt that it's there or else you're really not doing the divine blessing thing. You're just kind of imagining it and hoping it works. And that could be devastating for this sort of spiritual vibration concept. Because if you thought you were doing it correctly, and if you thought you had this divine blessing as part of this whole vibrational concept, and then it turned out that you were wrong and you failed and... Uh, you know, you were on the wrong track. Well, the good news is you learned that you were on the wrong track, but the bad news is you were on the wrong track. So now you have to figure out, okay, how do I do this? Because obviously what I was doing wasn't working. So that's why I'm saying you have to be skeptical enough to really truly verify and be confident that there's no doubt whatsoever that you have this divine blessing. And once you have that, whatever that takes for you, it doesn't necessarily have to be like me where I had a firsthand experience in my own reality that confirmed it. Maybe you could see other people achieving success in the same way with the same concept and, you know, know that their story is real and therefore know that you know, this, this thing's really happening and it's happening for you too, whatever it takes. Now, one thing that I feel like really helps you to ask of this blessing to bring it into your life is again, a visualization, a meditation. And so, just for you guys to practice right here, right now, um, this is the first step I've done before I even came to that concept where the whole dog and the girl and passing my test, even though I felt like I was going to fail it. So this is the first thing I did was this meditation, but I wanted to save it for toward the end of this episode so that you guys can do it. And I might even do an episode a little bit later that is purely this type of meditation, but this is going to be kind of an explainer thing. Yes, you can meditate to it. It'll work. But it's more conceptual, so I'm more like just explaining how it goes, and so I might interrupt a few times 
just to kind of explain things. So at any rate, if you are currently in a situation where you can safely focus on solely one thing, such as this concept, this meditation, without you know putting yourself in danger, then you can just begin now. Otherwise, maybe save this part for later. Uh, and like I always say, none of this stuff is medical advice or anything. It's just kind of do it if you feel like it's good for you. Or if you have any doubt whatsoever, you know, check with a doctor or whatnot. Because sometimes even these breathing exercises could be something that for some people might not be ideal for their health. Uh, but as far as I know, I don't, I literally don't know anybody, never heard of anyone who couldn't do breathing exercises. Uh, or that breathing exercises would be anything other than good for their health, unless you like pass out or something doing it. So again, make sure you're in a safe location, ideally lying down, or at least sitting in a good, safe, comfortable chair. And let's begin with some breathing. Like I always like to do, just do like nine breath repetitions. You can do sets of nine, like five sets of nine if you want to, whatever works for you. So I'll just give you some time to do some breathing. So breathe in and you're expanding your belly button away from your spine, breathe out. And as you breathe out, try to draw your belly button to your spine. Breathe in. Again, it's diaphragmatic breathing. Try to use just your diaphragm. You could expand your chest too if you want. And breathe out, drawing the belly button to your spine. Breathe in, or if, like in vocal training for voices, Breathe out, drawing it to your spine again. Breathe in. You can keep your ribs in like an open position and use only your diaphragm. Breathe in again, breathe out. And inhale. So like in, in a lot of vocal training, they'll have you keep your ribs in an open position but only use your diaphragm. Breathe out. Inhale. And exhale. But for the purposes of these breathing exercises, breathe in. There's no harm in incorporating both your chest and your diaphragm. As a matter of fact, you probably get better inflow and outflow. Exhale. Breathe in. Breathe out. Inhale. And exhale. And that, if I've counted correctly, would be nine breaths. If uh, you want to, I normally myself do two, three, sometimes five sets of this nine breath repetition. You can also just do however many breaths you want. You could do like 50 breaths, just like the Wim Hof method. But I also like the concept of the nine breaths because it might not seem so tedious if you're just taking it nine breaths at a time. And the reason why I'm even talking right now is not only for information, but also to give you time to continue your breathing if you prefer. As a matter of fact, here's a little bit more time to do more breaths 
if that's what you prefer to do. Now, hopefully you've decided to do this meditation in a comfortable and safe location. Of course, not while driving or operating heavy machinery or other safety suggestions. Now, the universe and God, or the gods, but we could just say the universe because God created the universe, and you could say he's part of the universe. But the universe knows what you want. You don't have to verbally ask, because that is human language. If you're saying it in English, that's even a subcategory of the human language. It is the English language. And God is divine, and his language is very much more complex than that. That being said, he can communicate to you without you uttering a word. The universe knows what you want as long as you resonate that frequency, as long as you have that desire. The universe knows what you're asking for. So, think of your goal, what it is you want to achieve, and just like in previous episodes, those meditations. Think of the setting of where you'll be after achieving that goal. For me, I thought of how I would feel the day of that test, once I've already passed it, what I was going to do that evening once I passed the test how it was going to be the moment that I realized I was going to pass, what emotion I would be feeling. For you, in whatever this goal is, it could be a short-term goal like my test idea was, or it could be a long-term goal such as, for example, what I want to be doing, where I want to be living, how I want to be living a couple years down the road after this test gets me a better career, for example. And so... Just imagine, envision that in, in great detail. When I mean envision, I mean if you see a texture, if there's any dust anywhere in your vision, if there's sand, if there's grass, the or if you're indoors, the tile on the floor, the grain on the wood, anything, any fine little detail, imagine every color, every shadow, every fine detail as far as the visuals go. Hear every sound, whether it's an air conditioning unit kicking on, whether it's a breeze, whether it's birds outside your window chirping, or whatever it is, just examples here. Feel the textures of the environment. Perhaps you see yourself, for example, resting in a luxurious, leather chair maybe it feels very comfortable you could feel the texture of the leather the grain 
or maybe you imagine yourself outside in a beautiful location and you could feel the sand between your toes or some nice, soft, comfortable grass under your feet. Whatever it is, feel it, see it, hear it. Maybe there's an aroma, the scent of a fresh breeze. Perhaps there's flavors. Maybe you were in a very nice restaurant and you're sipping on some fine champagne, for example. Whatever it is, every single sense that you have, make sure you experience this reality. What is going to be like after you achieve this goal with every single sense? Focus on each sense individually if you have to. And once you have all of these things in your mind, put them all together in one vivid, real experience. So be there. Be there in that moment. In that location. Experiencing all of these things through all of your senses. Feel the emotions that are attached to this reality, to this achievement. Really experience it and be there. And once you feel like you're really there, once you are there, once you are experiencing this, just stay there, be there, enjoy that reality. I will give you some time now to just enjoy this time in this new reality of yours to thoroughly enjoy the experience. Now, as you are living this new reality, as you're feeling these emotions, these sensations of being in this reality, you feel a strong yet gentle, comforting, protecting energy draping over your shoulders and wrapping around your body like a weightless yet impossibly strong cocoon of protection. It feels like its own environment. It is invincible to the rest of the environment. It keeps you at a very comfortable temperature. It prevents any harm and promotes nothing but comfort and certainty on every level, physically and emotionally. It is a reassuring and steady energy, a very confident energy. It is nurturing. You can tell that this energy that has just surrounded you and ensconced you is the blessing of the universe reassuring you 
that no harm will come to you, that your goals will come to you, that no obstacle will get in your way, and that even opportunities will be provided for you to help you along the way. You feel a sense of certainty, of confidence, and now keep this feeling around you, this blanket of protection. You continue to feel the embrace of the universe around you, reassuring you that your goal will be achieved, that it is guaranteed. And now you can slowly open your eyes, come back to the location where you originally began your meditation. Might want to move your limbs, your fingers, your joints around a little bit before you come to your feet. And just feel this nurturing, protecting energy. The universe knows what you want. And it will make sure that you get it. Alright everybody, that's it for this episode. Hopefully you found this helpful. And if you do find it helpful, please leave me a message. Let me know what has happened for you as a result of putting these things into practice. Hopefully we hear some good stuff going on so we can share the love with the world, basically. And also, uh, if you want to support the podcast, uh, there'll be a link to the main Anchor page because this podcast is on anchor.fm. You click on the support button. There's a few different options. Uh, They're all very affordable. Like I said, it's generally cheaper than most people spend on coffee, even if they only get one coffee a day. And there's some options that are extremely affordable. If you like the sentiment of this podcast if you like where we're going here and what we're trying to achieve then please support and i'll see you next week for the next episode thank you donnie podcast signing out